It was on the twelfth day that I started taking pictures. Other people, they get twelve days of Christmas, a dozen eggs, a baker's dozen of donuts. Me, I get a skittery paranoia in my intestines because I think the ceiling was shrinking. Yes, uh, the ceiling was shrinking, or is shrinking. This isn't the sort of thing that I think I can stop. I find it hard to believe that it's a thing at all. God forbid what it could imply. What about the spiders, the insects that dwell in that little corner of existence? What is happening to them, the bacteria, the atoms in that space? What, What is? See... I noticed the change 12 days ago, like I said. I thought it was a bit weird. Not too weird, because I think I had just gotten over a bit of a drug binge. Not the usual stuff like alcohol or pot. No, LSD caliber nonsense. How? I'm not sure. But there are such great and colorful splotches in my memory of sitting around this apartment doing nothing that I, I just had to figure that I was on something. No cravings, no. It's just the missing memories and the bizarre visions sewn in betwixt their sides. But I thought that whatever it was had been plaguing me. I'd, I'd sobered up from it, you know? I'd gotten a job, the first in a year, I think. No idea what money I was using to pay rent in that time. Again, uh, bleeding, whimpering memories. They sat on the wall, fell off, and all the king's horses and all the king's men could never put my mind back together again. (sighs) Whimsy for something that cannot be whimsical. Uh, But I thought I had beaten my nursery rhyme. I had a job, I had some friends, some old, some new. I had money. I had a, a, a normal sort of existence again. First time I'd ever had that since I moved into this place. Uh, not the apartment's fault. I, I think it was mine, I, I think. But I thought things were okay. Then I started to clean up my room. I hadn't really done so in a year, and the place was an absolute sty. Little pop bugs sat around underneath everything all dead. Tiny chunks of moldy, stinky food, socks that hadn't been washed or worn in a desperately long time, and had des- developed a bizarre sheen. You, you always look down when you start to clean. But I was a new man, a better man, so the job was done in a couple of days, my regular job included. Then I cleaned up the rest of my apartment, which was not nearly so nasty as my room. Whatever I'd have been up to in that year, I... I hadn't really left my room to do, let alone the apartment. But I gave that another day, and that was good, too. So I was in a cleaning spirit and thought, for the first time in my life, to clean the ceiling fans. That's that. That's when I finally looked up. Spatial distortion is a weird thing to witness, especially when it is slight. At first, it feels like your eyes are rebelling against you, that your heart is pumping too little or too much blood into your ocular organs. You put your head down again to get back to normal stuff, maybe go to sleep a little earlier than I to get the stress off. Then you wake up to the sight of the slightly distorted ceiling, and you're inclined once again to berate and punish your eyes. 
You ask yourself, what have you been doing to harm your eyesight like this? Have you been staring at screens too much? Maybe, but you're pretty sure that in the year-long hiatus in your head that you spent not one single minute watching artificial light. You go see an eye doctor just to be safe. It's expensive, but not having eyes seems more expensive. They wind up giving you a very slightly newer prescription for your glasses. That's expensive, too. But they're ready at the end of the day, and everything does look a lot nicer for it. So you chalk it all up to a wash. Then you go back to your apartment after work, you flop into bed exhausted, and there... There it is. Still there. That distortion. Everything else was perfect pristine. A feast of delights for the eyes. And yet here we have something ever so slightly abominable, and growing more and more abominable by the minute. It is hard to determine how or why the space is shrinking, but when the pain in your eyes is bypassed, the revelation is obvious. It is simply not behaving as it should. A cube is being pinched into a pyramid. And then, what then? And then you go back to bed after spending your free time trying to forget about it in the kitchen. That, of course, doesn't work, but you know what does work? Sleep. When your eyes are closed and it's dark, you can't concentrate on the bizarre straining and splintering of the space above your bed. In sleep, there is no ceiling, and therefore there cannot be any extinguishment thereof. That which does not exist cannot die. But then time finds you again, and you wake up. You see the ceiling even smaller, your eyes continue to pound, but less so this time as though they had adapted in part to the malevolence of the whole ordeal. In walking to the bus, you decided to throw a glance back to the apartment's roof. If the ceiling is shrinking, then no doubt the roof is too, no? But it's not. Of course it's not. It's just the roof in your room. One day, two day, three day, four. You try not to think about it. You research it online. You ask others about it in weird hypothetical thought experiments so they aren't inclined to see your insanity. You get no answers, not even potential answers. The ceiling is going and there is nothing to it. You try moving your bed out into the kitchen just to avoid looking up at the distortion, but that's too difficult. So then you... So then I... I just stopped caring. Each day smaller, but then... What was I to do? What was I even to think? What is a room bound in three dimensions that doesn't have a ceiling? What happens to the eyes when they can look down but not up? Do they turn into soup, melt from their sockets like they stared at the Ark of the Covenant? Or is such dimensional madness as incomprehensible as the eternal vastness of space? I have a feeling that that is that so much mental power spent on what must be so little. But wait, you're asking me how such a reaction makes sense. So little? How could this be so little? To the denizens of the two-dimensional plane, the finger of the three-dimensional is the finger of God. Poke the little square creature with your thumb and murder its internal organs, that sort of thing. 
and, and sure, sure, the melting of the ceiling is a bit eldritch-like and annoying, like it violates the very rules of the universe or something. But so did other things when I was younger. There's big powers out there, even when geometry makes sense. The sun? Do you understand the sun? A literally constant thermonuclear explosion, powerful enough to roast you for millions of miles away. Can you understand an explosion going on forever? Maybe theoretically. You can draw out your telescope, draw your spectrometry graphs, make some calculations, but do you understand it even then? For the sun is not just the face facts about it, but the millions of miles of crushing heat and gravity, constantly. So powerful, so great, that no small human could ever know it well enough to truly understand it. But we trust the sun, and there it is, one of the smallest of giants. So, I guess that's why I'm not freaking out. Because if I was meant to freak out about something like that, I should freak out about how large the universe is in general, and how much of it isn't me. And that seems, well, it... It seems like it sucks. Honestly, I should have expected that when that thing decided to climb up the wall and meld with a fan. Oh, wait. 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 There was... Wait, there was a thing. God. <laughs> was it that thing that I thought was watching me? Something so strange and uncharacteristic by its inherent chaotic nature that I couldn't give it a proper description. Uh, right. Even with the thing gone, its rancid, reality-destroying nature hangs about in the air like a foul odor. Even though I am sure the thing never had an odor to begin with, because, as everyone knows, smells are caused by little particles of a thing falling off of it and drifting into your nose. And if something doesn't have particles because it doesn't actually exist in reality, but then you need photons to see to see things, right? And photons only change frequency so you can see them when they are absorbed and shot out of the thing that, well, has particles, right? Like, that's even how it works within stars. So, yes, the thing without description. Now that it's gone, I can feel it's corruption leaving my mind, if not the geometry of my room. What in the heavens above could be the thing's purpose? My knee-jerk reaction when it was around was that it meant to destroy me. After all, any sane person knows that their existence is arbitrated almost exclusively by time, and that almost the entirety of someone's personhood exists in their past, so if a beast destroys your memories, aren't they also destroying yourself as much as if they literally killed you? And if it was killing me, how am I going to sit here and say that it wasn't malicious? Christ, something's gone wrong in my head. It's the ceiling. Even having to see that thing is throwing my head off kilter, more so than if I ever dosed up on drugs. I know what I'm doing. I'm going in. <laughs>